I was always worried about, and I still struggle with it. I struggled it when I was coaching. Uh, it took everything like it was my responsibility, my fault. And probably then thus in, in my mind, I didn't verbalize this because this is just so arrogant. If we won, I was the good guy. Mm. And, and I went to ministries that were broken often and helped them, you know, whether it be Connecticut, Florida, Indiana. And even at uh, Northland, the privilege to be the dean of students and encourage kids. And I'm a winner. And it, that, that is so focused on me. We have already won. It's all hmm. in Christ. We have the privilege to unite people with Christ, not winning. And I, I still, as I said, struggle with this, but I think that helped me more than anything else. There was a recognition about five years ago, man, this is not about my winning and losing. It's already been done. I'm your host, PJ Weary, here with my co-host. Yeah, I'm Cohen. It's uh, Dad, Pete Weary. Glad to be here with my son. And today we're talking about ego, which, you know, I, this has come up a couple times. Uh, I know we have women who are listening to our podcast, which doesn't bother me. In like, I think way. that's a great thing. That's yes, a, it like, is. There are definitely things we talk about that are universal in experience. Right, across any and, line. And so uh, just, I don't feel qualified to speak to women's issues. I feel like I can offer things to men's issues. And if it's helpful to other people, great. So, uh, yeah, I think I could speak on a lot of women's issues. <laughs> uh, honestly, um, I know every. All right, we'll move forward. Yeah, it's not real. It's not real. Uh, no, the, uh, so today, um, and I know this is a universal human experience thing, but I feel this in its specific manifestations that it deals with men. Uh, and that is ego. Um, and, uh, Becky Sue and I were going through kind of the founding of our company. We were talking to people and then talking to each other. And there were a couple key moments where, um, you know, I can be the hero of the story and say, oh, I figured out that I was getting in my own way, that I was struggling with my ego. But that took weeks, sometimes months, other times where we could have moved forward more quickly. And I could save a lot of time and money if I had just realized that I was getting in my own way. Yeah, I think we all do. I, I, I had to do this, PJ. I <clears throat> went to probably one of the greatest resources that we have, and that's Google. Um, so I, I typed this in. Uh, how ego affects us? And man, I don't even want to read this. Research has shown that uh, ego can be held responsible for many human negative traits including but not limited to criticizing, judging others, acting manipulative, being inflexible and rigid, having severe mood swings, possessing a constant need for praise and approval, need to feel superior to everyone around. Ouch. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, okay, PJ, have you ever struggled uh, criticizing and judging others? Oh, wow. Never. Yeah. Never. I have. I have. So we can talk about that because <laughs> I have. How about manipulative? I wonder at times if I motivated coaching or if I manipulated. Hmm. Uh, inflexible, rigid, mood swings. I remember having a girl say to me, Coach, you're moody. And I want to go, No, I'm not. You know, and then I would walk in after a loss. And then five minutes later, you'd be like, No, no I'm it was not. usually after a loss. I'd have a mood the next day. How immature. Possessing a constant need for praise and approval. 
I struggled with people pleasing and, um, Nina, I remember, uh, TJ Parker saying in a meeting, I don't have to be the smartest in a room. For those of you who don't know, TJ works for Amazon. He's our nephew. When he said that, he doesn't know this. It punched me right in the face because sometimes when I was in the meeting, I felt like I had to have a great idea. Yeah. I had to come up with something spectacular. Yep. Which in reality, I think I thought I had to have something that was smart for people to look at me as a. That's what makes you a leader, right? Right. And that's so false. Ego yeah. is the enemy. Humility is to be something that we should gravitate to. And humility is something we should strive to attain in our life and our walk. It's just really amazing to even talk about this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let me give so a few examples. Um, as we were starting our, um, our business, uh, we had a, a specific business model in mind and we kind of experimented trying to sell that to people did not go well. And that involved me. I, you know, I'd spent six months learning how to code. Right. And I wanted to make that worthwhile and it has proven to be worthwhile. But what I wanted was I wanted to be the primary breadwinner. I wanted to do most of the work. I wanted to be the expert. And so when we first started, we, we tried to convince people to do a lot of custom coding and it tripled to quadrupled the price of building the website, maybe even six to eight times in some cases. And people weren't willing to pay that. And then we had someone come along and they just asked for a really cheap website and we did that. And immediately I was like, this is easy. This is easy to sell, but I'm not going to do a lot of the work. It's going to be my wife. Right. But we're going to make a lot more money this way. And I had to wrestle with that. That's one of the ones I get over pretty easily um, because it was just so obvious. But I still felt that like, even though it was clear what the easiest solution was, I couldn't let go of the fact that like, no, 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 it's got to be about me. I have to be the one making it happen. Mm. I have to be the one who's working long hours in many cases. Um, even if that's not what other people want, even if that's not where the money is, it has to be about me. Um, and there's pride there as a man, you have to be the primary provider, right? Um, and then, uh, an, another case that followed soon after was we had to look for a hosting solution. So that's where uh, everyone's website lives on someone's computer somewhere. It's, uh, they're called servers. They're computers that don't have monitors. They just live to give out your website to other people's computers. And so I had to find a hosting solution and I was looking at building my own. And I spent months looking into how to build my own, trying to learn all the skills for that. I spent money on courses, learning how to do that. And I kept pushing and I kept pushing and I'm like, this is so much work. And, uh, I was like, I'm not going to make a lot of, I was like working out how many hours I have to work and what I would make in return. And it wasn't very much money. It was mm -hmm. like four or $5 now, if that. And then I looked and I was like, or for $3 a website, we can have someone else host it for us. It just means that I won't be the guy. Okay. And at that point I had gone months into learning how to do this and I liked it. I liked doing this. But it was hours and hours of wasted time. And I had to look at it and say, and there's nothing wrong with having a hobby. But I'm like, is this going to be my hobby? Is this going to be my 30 hour a week, like basically hobby? I mean, $150 a week 
for to lose 30 hours a week with your kids. No, this is none of that's worth it. Right? But it's it it took me months to figure that out because I wanted to be the the smart coder. And that was the last time I had to give up. Like I have coded things since then, but honestly, I rarely code now because people aren't willing to pay for it. And there's other and cheaper ways to handle that. And so looking at that and just being getting out of my own way, being like, I learned this skill. The skill has been invaluable in informing my decisions, but I don't use it on a daily basis. And I want to justify the time I put into getting that skill. And I want to justify uh, a lot of the stuff that I do goes unseen in our company. Mm -hmm. um, and people don't understand really what I do. But if I had done those things, it, uh, and I think this is why there's a lot of male security in having very a very clearly defined profession and job. So people are like, "Oh, you do the you do the tech work, you do the fancy tech work," if that makes sense. And so learning to let that go that was a huge moment in our business and letting it succeed because it let me spend hours doing other things that needed to be done that other people don't really understand and it's harder to quantify. So. Obviously, the, you, you're you're tying this with ego, but you're talking to the audience. Sure. How's this tied to the audience? All that you just said, what were your thoughts as you came to realize, wow, the bare bones. Yeah. This was about you looking good and your ego being good? Yes. This is about uh, I had allowed things that didn't matter to get tied up in my identity and who I am. And that's what ego is. I it was like, this is who I am. I am the coder. I am the smart programmer. I'm the smart guy in the room, you know, even going back to what you said. And just recognizing I can't, I, I need to let that go. That's not who PJ is. I can, I can do those things sure. and I, I had the capacity, but that's nothing compared to being a husband and a, a father and even a business owner was more important because that's how I provide... Right. And that's how I build the kingdom of God, which, you know, and that's ultimately with, you know, where I want to go with this is that a lot of this is going to be questions of identity, I feel like. And if we ha find our identity somewhere outside of Christ, you're going to find cases where you get in your own way. So it's interesting you say that because I wrote a post and I just shared this with somebody. Huh, and I'm trying to think who that was. Um, I just shared this and it about four. Uh, Easter's ago, Resurrection Day. Yeah, I wrote a post on Facebook that when I was younger, I it was myself against my brother who was four years older and his friend in baseball. We played every day, and uh, this is where I began a very bad habit. I, I would lose. I mean, he's four years older, and he's got a friend, and it's against me. Okay, <laughs> uh, I'm six or ten. They should win. I'm, yeah, but that's not how I thought of it. Uh, when I would lose, I'd go in and have a coke. This is another habit that didn't help me. Yep. Okay. Um, we do that three times a day. We play in the morning, afternoon, and the evening. And I think if we played, you know, uh, in the summer 200 times, cause you play three times a day, yep. I probably won four times. That's when I felt good when <sighs> I won. Okay. <clears throat> and I think I carried that into the rest of my life. I would play until I won. Now I find somebody that I could beat. And that had nothing to do with, what was best and right, it had everything to do with my ego. I felt good. That was my yeah. identity. Yeah. And when I wrote yeah, the yeah. post. I'm a winner. Yeah, right. And when I wrote the post, it was this. My identity was in the in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, not in me. 
he is the victor. I am just the blessed recipient. I was always worried about, and I still struggle with it. I struggled it when I was coaching. Uh, It took everything like it was my responsibility, my fault. And probably then thus in in my mind, I didn't verbalize this because this is just so arrogant. If we won, I was the good guy. Mm. And, And I went to ministries that were broken often and helped them, you know, whether it be Connecticut, Florida, Indiana, and even at uh, Northland, the privilege to be the dean of students and encourage kids. And I'm a winner. And it, that that is so focused on me. We have already won. It's all hmm. in Christ. We have the privilege to unite people with Christ, not winning. And I, I still, as I said, struggle with this, but I think that helped me more than anything else. There was a recognition about five years ago, man, this is not about my winning and losing. It's already been done. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because for you, I think, and I can see this, I saw this growing up, you struggle with wanting to be the winner, right? For me, I struggle. I want to be the smart guy. I want to be the guy with the truth. And, you know, it's funny, even as I look at, uh, I'm doing Chasing Leviathan, and the whole point, even the title of that podcast is that PJ is too small to figure everything out. PJ is too small to ever encapsulate and capture the entirety of truth, right? Mm-hmm. Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus is the creator and sustainer. You know, everything is for him and in him and by him and through him. Uh, might have repeated one there, but you look at that, Jesus is huge, mm. right? Yep. And I already feel myself getting overwhelmed as I'm doing Chasing Leviathan, and obviously God has geared me towards finding truth. I want it to become about me. I want it to be about me being the guy with truth. Mm. And like, and so for and it's you know that every guy's going to have different things where they're geared that way, and it's amazing how often your strength becomes your weakness, right? Like you're competitive, and there's a lot of good things that happen from that. I'm smart and there's a lot of good things that happen from that and then it runs into things you're competitive too oh yeah i mean there's no right. doubt the about competitive, that i want to be the smartest in the room well okay right. okay you're also smart right like no, i'm talking I don't about know like, if I, am. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I i'm gonna i'm gonna say this yeah I, but i'm just saying like there's an identity part to oh, that but yeah go no ahead. question all right so uh, um i want everyone in the audience to even hear this we have a dream. And that dream is um, that someday uh, when I um, retread, not retire, but step away, because uh, I travel a lot and I love what I do. I see myself doing it for another 10 years. Yeah. But at 70, I don't know, maybe 72, whatever it is. And I've said to PJ, I really don't feel compelled, not that it, I'm above that because that would be ego. Uh, to be a Walmart greeter. And I, had, I said that to somebody the other day and they said, well, you'd be a really good one. <laughs> okay, good. But you know, uh, because our retirement and our ministry, it's not yeah. uh it's not perfect. It's not it's but it's it's we're fine. But this is what my dream is. Yeah. My dream is that we could do what we're doing right now. Um potentially I could life coach some people. Yeah. But we have to stop all the time with this podcast and with chasing Leviathan. Mm-hmm. And really ask the big question, are we helping to shape and change lives? What 
is our motive. Right. Because if it's about us building a conglomerate yeah. that has a, that's not motive anymore. That's manipulation. We're getting people. So yeah. are we really trying to help people? Now, we're not anti this being uh, an encouragement to others and prayerfully then thus some would look at it as a success. But man, the, what will really hurt all this is if our egos get in the way. Well, and people don't hear the prayers that I do beforehand. And I, uh, what I prayed today, I, I feel this, right? Like, yes, like we could be focused on making money, but there's also like, oh, we could be successful podcasters. We could be, we could shape men. And like, you see this with like, you see this with, um, you know, I, there are mega church leaders who are holy men. I'm not denying that. Sure. But there's a lot of mega church leaders who you can tell it becomes about being a mega church leader. There's podcasts out there about the stories and people are like all about them. Yeah. And I say that's a travesty. What's, what's really is exciting is talking about him who is worthy. And then we recognize, man, I got an ego. It's not that even I put it in check. I pray that I can suffocate it and, and pull it out and grab it by the roots. Fact is, it's like our yard. We get, I don't know what kind of weed this is, but sometimes, <laughs> man, I feel like no matter how hard I go, there's a, a, a still a little piece in there. And yeah. that's our sin nature, pride, and but ego. And, you know, I've got right next to me Ryan Holiday's book. Yeah. Big shout out to Ryan. And he wrote a great book called Ego is the Enemy. He wrote another book, Obstacles the Way. I think all these are tremendous tools. But he talks a lot about the ego, and I think that's an encouraging read for folks out there. Yeah, and I think Stoicism has some good answers here. Yeah. Because uh, one of the classic ways that ego does get in the way is we want to control things that we can't control. Is that we get frustrated instead of just accepting things the way they are and then reacting. And it's funny because by being frustrated about where we don't have agency, we lose agency where we do have it. Mm. And well, that's control's an it. illusion. It's just an illusion. Like we have this podcast today. Yeah. An hour and a half ago, I'm on 429 driving to our house. I might not have made it. Yeah. You, you had no control over that. Well, not, even in the middle buddy. of this. <laughs> and there's, it's, not, it's not mom and Becky's fault, but even no. in the middle of this podcast, we have a dog scratching, scratching. on the outside. <laughs> And I, yes. if some of you might have seen on, on texting what? saying, can somebody get Meggie? I'm pretty sure it was Meggie. It could have been Rude, uh, Mookie. Uh, I can't believe we're throwing our dogs out here. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that's where they're at. And uh, that's not that, like, who who thinks to, like, uh, mom and Becky Sue can't sit outside the door making sure that the kids they should. or the dogs don't. They should. What are they doing? <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It, it's like, it's just one of those things that happens. Right. And when... And the, it, like, you have to let that go. Like, I mean, and that's where as a business owner, without getting into the ethics of capitalism, that's the world we live in. Here's the truth. The market doesn't care. <laughs> the yeah. consumer doesn't care. Like they don't like, they don't come to you and say, oh, you're, you're, oh, that's what you want to do with your business. Uh, let me adjust my needs. They come to you with like, these are my needs. Can you, can you fix them? It's really interesting you say that because um, in what I do being around teams, ego is so known and you'll hear terms like get In high-performance sports, ego's a problem? <laughs> yeah. What? Man, make it, get yours. There are times where yeah. coaches, uh, people that are um, 
oh, involved in these kids' lives will say, make sure you get yours, you know, build up your stats. It used to be about what's best for the team, and that that goes on. Who's in, the statement mm-hmm. is always in who's in their ear, but ego's involved in so many different ways. Even for the fans, this is my team, and we're successful. Well. Why is that guy not playing hard? Well, then you find out his grandmother passed away the day before. Oh, that's too bad. But he's this is his response. Come on, what it? Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say all I could think of is we watched that documentary on the malice in the palace. Yeah, and that one fan who came down, and later on he said, "Oh, I wasn't doing this," but he very clearly came down to fight Ron oh, his Artest. Hands, his hands, and were he up was in like, like, he's like five six. Yeah. <laughs> And you're like, and he's like this five six chubby guy, and you're yeah. like, look, like, you're like, dude, nothing Can wrong. Can we clarify? With who you it are? wasn't me because I'm five eight. <laughs> I am chubby, but, here, but he, like, his ego was thought, his enemy oh, that day. Oh, he thought he was going to fight Ron Test, no. and he slipped and fell. And they said it's so good that he did because yeah. if he hadn't, he would have had to get yeah, facial that, reconstruction. He was surgery. coming after our test, but that was uh, Jermaine O'Neal yeah. swung at him. Yeah. yeah, but here's the thing: ego was his enemy. And he, what does he have anything to do with it? Yeah. He's in the stands. Yeah. That's a whole nother, like, and, and so I don't think we digress. We might be divert, but all of what we've just said yeah. deals with ego, which at the beginning you said really correlates to most uh, and, and heavily upon men, where yeah. ego is... A challenge in our and the marriages. way they perceive their identity. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. In marriage, of course. Yeah. It comes out. It's so, uh, you know, um, and you know, how many uh, guys have you seen fold because they lost their job? Oof. You know, it's really interesting. I'm going to be with a guy tonight. I don't know if he'll listen to this. And his, you know, he's he's got an ego because he's male. How he handled what happened to him when he got let go. Hmm. may be the biggest um, plus that I've seen in his life. Like, like he right away went and took classes on how to grow as a leader. He, he didn't stop learning. And it's a picture of his humility, which very frankly, he knows he's had to, that he has to work at cause he's male. Um, and even, and if anybody had a right to be arrogant, it's, it's him and to have an ego because he's had, Great success in in the business, but boy, I've seen a lot of a lot of people uh, stumble because of their their ego. They become above the law, and we see this incessantly. Boy, I don't know if we want to talk about government and politics and stuff, but these are prevalent. You're like people get scenarios where they then become. It's more about the person than the issues yeah. or about people being helped. Yeah. It's like, wow. And then in, not only their ego leads to insider information, their ego leads to poor choices with uh, uh, power in well, regards. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I thought you were No, done. I'm not. It's just, I'm, I'm bewildered to have this conversation. Like it hurts to even think on it. Well, and this is where I think if you're going to pursue the truth, you have to give up your ego. Because your ego throws up all sorts of defenses. And it's unbelievable to me how many things that I have learned that seem to have no correlation to me, but the digger, the, the, the further you dig into them, the more I'm like, 
oh, that illustrates something about me that I need to fix. And ego doesn't like that. Ego is about building this, like this fort, this, this identity where I am safe in mm. here. This is mine. You know, some people it's about safety. Some people it's about I got these borders you're not going to enter into. And, and it's like, that's not yours. Yeah. That hurts. Or you need to change something. Probably if it doesn't hurt, it's at least hard to deal with. It should hurt. Right. It's hard. And then it, it, people, if they really want to dig in, it'll hurt. But it's so important to do, especially as a good leader. And the best politicians, the best leaders, the best coaches, they have an element um, of humility that yeah. is entrenched. I just saw a coach who uh, just won the, I don't know how many SOCONs in soccer. Um, again, uh, just my background being around Todd Yelton, who's a women's coach at, and the two things that uh, are core values for the program are these love and humility. If you watch his teams play it's a pretty good start. Yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah. If you watch his team, they play hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah. compete hard. Yeah. But he plays a lot of people and that is hard mm. for some people to give up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's humility there and there's a love for their teammate. It's, you know, you, you get, what you expect and inspect. So this, this is what we're going to do. Hmm. And so when we look at our own lives and we deal with this subject of ego, will we be transparent and honest enough to take a good look? And honestly, it's not only a good one. You use the word. It's a hard look. Yeah. It's an ugly look. And uh, you'll see at times ego rear its ugly head. And will you be willing to suffocate that and cut it off at the, at the, at the very neck and say, I'm, I don't want this. So as we wrap up today, yeah. I think what we want to leave our listeners with is this. How are you getting in your own way? How, what is happening in your life that no one else is worried about that would easily make your life easier and more successful and allow you to achieve your purpose. But you're getting your own way because you you like you have tied yourself <coughs> to something that does not really belong to you. Hmm. I think that's a hard question somebody's going to have to ask, but I think it needs to be done. Love it. All right. Appreciate you. See you, buddy.